Hello everybody and welcome to our Go Live podcast. Over the last 17 weeks, we have brought you episodes of bite-sized pieces of information about the REC. We've talked about performance assurance, the new REC portal, the EMAR, and we've gone into what the code means for change management and committees. From the 1st of September, the Retail Energy Code version 2 will be live, which transitions the MRA and SPA into the REC code and brings in metering codes of practice and energy theft procedures all of which will be managed in a more efficient digital way and by putting the customer at the heart of decision-making. I'm Sarah Mower, one of the REC Operational Account Managers, and in today's episode, we welcome back the rest of the Operational Account Management team as Glenn Shern, Paul Whitten-Doris, Eve Mariner and Shelley Rouse to summarise what's needed by the stakeholders to be ready for the first. So I'll go to you first, Eve. Shall we have an important message? If you are a REC party, what should you have done by now? Hi, Sarah. Firstly, REC parties, that's suppliers, DNOs, gas transporters and MEMS, should have acceded or currently be in contact with the OAM team to process their accession. Once acceded, parties should have spoken with their OAM about arranging an introductory OAM meeting and suppliers also need to submit their operational contacts. It can also be useful for REC party contract managers to take a look at the Code Manager news and events page of the RECO website to see which events have taken place, in case any material is of interest. A first session on the MOU role in the REC portal took place on the 24th of August and a second webinar will take place on the 31st if anyone would be interested in finding out more. The recordings of these will also be uploaded to the website if any MOUs are unable to attend. Great, thanks Eve. Um, So what about those stakeholders who aren't party to the REC? What should they have done by now? Shelley, can you tell us a bit more about this, please? Hi, Sarah. Yep, of course. Um, So stakeholders that are not party to the REC, but who already use what will be the REC services, such as the Electricity Inquiry Service, or ECHOES as we know it currently, or the Green Deal Central Charging System, or GDCC, are known as non-party REC service users and will need to ensure that they have an agreement in place to use these systems. The same applies for non-party stakeholders that wish to start using the REC services post the 1st of September. There's more information for REC service users on the Retail Energy Code website under Transition. Also, the REC service user categorisation and assessment document, which explains the different types of user and what compliance procedures they will need to complete, can be found under the market entry guidance information in the key documents section. For both REC service users and other stakeholders who don't need to access the systems but would like to access information from the REC portal, you just need to visit the REC portal and create themselves a login. Great. Thanks, Shelley. So if I go over to Paul now, I'd like to ask, for people that are worried about what the first means for their organisation, can you reassure them about what day one actually means? Hi, Sarah. Yes, of course, that's a really good question. In reality, day one shouldn't actually mean too much in terms of a change for organisations, so the impact for them should be relatively low, as there will be no specific business-as-usual requirement to access and use the system at 9am on the 1st of September. I think we all understand that people would be curious and inquisitive on day one, but we're encouraging individuals and organisations to access the portal as and when they feel necessary. As Eve mentioned, the master admin users may be the first to access from an organisation's perspective and set up additional users within that organisation, but as Shelley mentioned, individuals can create a login and access information on the portal. 
From there, they'll be able to access information such as processes and guidance documents to help them navigate around the portal more easily. They'll also be able to find more information on codes, data flows and other relevant information. Over time, the portal will be populated with more information on change committees and other key information, but this will happen over time, and the service desk and other subject matter experts will be there to support you throughout that journey. I guess the only thing I'd like to add is that, as I'm sure our audience knows, that with any major project, and especially one that involves changes of this scale, there are going to be teething problems. And although we'll be prepared as best as we can on day one of Go Live, there may well be hiccups that we haven't predicted. So I guess I'm asking people to be patient. If they experience any issues, um, we will have a team of experts behind the scenes ready to support you. Great. Thanks, Paul. That sounds really reassuring. So finally, I'll come to Glenn. Up to now, people have been in contact with the code manager via the inquiries mailbox. So from the first, how can people get in contact? Hi, Sarah. Yeah, that's right. During the mobilisation period of the REC Code Manager, we have predominantly used the Inquiries mailbox for all contact with the REC Manager. The Operation Account team have looked after this mailbox, but that will change from the 1st of September. From that date, the REC Service Desk team will look after that account, but it will not be the only way to interact with the Service Desk. The Service and the Portal will be your first point of call for your questions. You can search the knowledge repository within the portal at any time that suits you to find your own answers on a multitude of subjects. If you have a query you can't find an answer to, you can raise it immediately and easily in the portal, and we will get the answer to you as soon as we can. You will always know where the query is by checking the portal. You'll have two more ways to get the right answer for any part of the code manager service. Using the portal will automatically track your query to your account, as will email in the inquiries email. Both ways will acknowledge your query immediately via an email. The final way to raise your query during office hours is via the telephone. One of the team will take your question down and track it to your account, but you won't receive that first acknowledging email, but you can still track in the portal if you can't find the answer there and then. Although the service desk team are taking over the, the inquiries mailbox from the OEM team, the team can still be reached on, on their emails and through the mailbox if needed. One feature of the help desk is that the OEMs will be able to see all the queries raised by their parties. They will be looking for patterns and common themes to help with improving the knowledge repository, the change process and general engagement. So from the 1st of September, the code manager will be fully operational and there to help. The frontline port of call may be the portal, the service desk and the OEMs for your questions, but the whole team is working together behind the scenes. Great. Thanks for that, Glenn. So the messages are clear. We and everybody at the Code Manager team are ready to support the stakeholders of the REC from the first onwards. We really encourage people to have familiarised themselves with the events section, the key documents section and the FAQs on the Retail Energy Code website. From me and the team, I'd like to thank you all for listening today.